0: Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check out the Burnham Project on Substack. You can get Burnham Podcast. You can read my blogs and all sorts of cool stuff. It can even be sent right into your inbox. You can also watch us on Rumble and YouTube. We like Rumble better, but you can also watch us on YouTube. You can also find Burnham Podcast anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Click the little bells, the Rumble button whatever the service has to offer, click it, do that, follow us, tell people about us. Thank you very much. So tonight or this morning or when you're listening, whatever time it is, we've got Mr. Matthew Corey on. It's a rapper, up and coming artist, local guy. Uh, He just released a single called Ain't the Same on his album, Thrive in Faith. He's got seven more tracks coming out probably in the fall, which won't matter if you listen to this five years from now, go back and look him up. That's what we're talking about in this episode. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. Yeah, I just want to make sure we were starting in the right place. Yeah. Because, again, the light is on. And I, I don't know what it is about the light. Like, it changes everything. And then you start talking like you're in an interview. <laughs> but anyway,
1: here we are, Matthew Benefield. How's it going, man? It's great, man. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. How How long has it been since we were in the same room together?
1: Ten years, at least.
0: Has it been ten? I guess you, you guys were both 2013 kids, right? Yeah. Fourteen. Okay, so you, y'all you weren't in the same class. So to tie it together for the listener, I used to work at a local high school that Matthew and producer Tango used to attend. Uh, they were a year apart. Uh it's been ten years. You got yeah. you're old now. You're growing up. Ten year up. reunion coming up. I guess so. Let's see, I'm I'm looking at thirty years. Wow. Anyway, moving <laughs> right along. So so we were talking all fair. You you have grown up now, you're a family man, you got all this stuff going on Tell what's what's up with your family? Oh uh, man, I uh, I got one son, he just turned two years old May
1: first and I've been making music. I've I've been making music for the last eight years, but currently I'm making Christian music.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm in a new game now.
0: So you, you made a switch at some point then? Yes. So what happened?
1: Life. Like and when I say life, I mean mercy probably. And it's and when I say mercy, I mean God showed up and he showed out. When yeah. He, when he could take everything away from you but instead he spared you.
0: Oh man. Yeah.
1: And that that is really when when everything went the other direction, and I really just put down everything negative in my life and jumped straight into where I'm at now.
0: So we're looking at, like, a moment, like, do you have some near-death experience? Like, there's, there's always a story, oh, there, there's right?
1: plenty of near-death experiences, but, <laughs> but no, it, it wasn't nothing like that. Um, when I had got saved, it was in 2019, mm-hmm. which was a very, very rough year for me. My best friend, who I started making music with together, um he passed away mm-hmm. at the um uh, the end of February in 2019 and then the following July my grandfather passed away and then 2 months later my grandmother passed away so like all like in a 6 a month time span like i the like three closest people in my life all went away so right. like at first, things were spiraling out of control. I didn't know how to deal with it, like so. I was down here on Broad Street getting arrested, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, but then, I mean, my mom she she begged me to go church with her to mm-hmm. like her her best friend's son was a pastor, and so we went there, and I really loved loved it, like because I, n- I never heard it. Preach like that. I grew up going to church because yeah. I felt like I had to go to church. Right. Know?
0: That's what we do in Georgia, right? Right. Yeah.
1: And and like, I never, I mean, I got up on Sunday mornings, went with my family and everything, but as soon as church is out, I'm back to being a wild kid, yeah, you know? Yeah. And like, so that kind of like, when I, growing up, I kind of got out of that and I didn't mm-hmm. really go to church because I mean, I started, I started really getting judged a lot by the, the church goers. Like, cause I mean, you see me, I got tattoos all over my body. Yeah. I wasn't, the nicest kid growing up, always into trouble. Um, so it kind of like pushed me out of the church for a really long time up until that point. And then once I went to jail that last time, I, I was like, something's got to give. And, and like, I really had a breakdown moment with God and that's when I got saved. But I mean, it really didn't stop there though. Cause like I got saved and then uh, eventually I kind of returned to old habits. And then, um, uh, most recent, my son was born and everything. And then that's, I would say probably about six months ago. I,
0: Real game changer. Yes. Right?
1: Like, yeah. It changed my life. And and I was making this music, and music has always been a part of me. Like, I love music. Music helps you. It, it's it's meditation. It's a remedy. and And for a while, though, like, the music was a negative part of my life because I was mm. using it the wrong way. Right. And so I just... The preacher preached on something one day about using your talents for for good, and I remember the, there's these two sisters that go to my church, and they can sing wonderfully,
0: like they are, like shout them out, man. You're the third rapper I've had on here. I need some lady singers on here. Hey, um, honestly, I only know one of their names. It's okay.
1: Morgan Annaker, though. I'll okay, give you that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're younger though. They're younger. <laughs> okay. I think they just like graduated high school, but they're yeah, they're straight original. Play guitar. They can harmonize each other perfectly okay. yeah and and like so i was like man dude like because they was they was always like glorifying god up there on the pulpit like man that's awesome and i was like man i wish i could do something like that and and my mom was like you know what you can do something like that and i was like she said you're great with words like i mean you're, you've already got like somewhat of a career with this music so like why not change it yeah and like so i started trying to write this music and like like I tried to do it at a wrong aspect, though, like I was trying to do it too biblically mm-hmm. and and like because I didn't know how to 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 like really transition into this music, right, and so I was like, man, I can't completely take away like what made me me, you know like I gotta put my testimonies in this song because a a lot of christian songs like like it's it's one direction, like it's a happy lie, and like and and you live in this certain way, mm-hmm. or at least that's what it it gives off and I'm like. And there's still darkness to this, so like you gotta you gotta bring people to the light. Okay, well that's
0: what I was gonna ask when you said too biblically, I was like, wait, a minute, where's she going with this?
1: Oh, when what? I drop the album, you will see. Like it, is, <laughs> it it is crazy, and I'm 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 dropping a seven song album coming up, and and it. I think it's going to be a banger.
0: Now, you just put a single out, right? Yeah, I just dropped a single. What's it called? Um, Ain't the Same. Ain't the Same. And yeah. I imagine this is about your transformation. Yes, it is. And and what this song did,
1: it didn't go too deep on anything, but it kind of summarizes what I've been through in the last mm-hmm. six months and, and kind of leaves you wanting more a little bit. And like right. the moral of it is, like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. If If God can get through to me he can get through to you. Yeah. And because I mean, obviously everybody listening, I mean, they, they know who I am, formerly known as Benny DeVille. Um, yeah, I wasn't the, I wasn't the greatest person out here. So, and I've sinned a lot and I've sinned hard. And, and if, and if God can get to me and, and use me for positivity, and he can do the same to you. That you're never too far gone. There you go. Yeah. So
0: you were you were Benny Deville before you made this transition. Yeah, Benny what Deville. Are you, what are you calling yourself on stage now?
1: I'm Matthew Corey.
0: Matthew Corey. Because
1: and the reason behind that is because Benny Deville. I loved Benny Deville because my last name's Benefield, and, mm-hmm. and growing up, um, one of my best friends' girlfriends, they would always come over, and she would she would just always be like. Benny and the Jets, like, because of my last name and stuff, and I hated it. I hated it at first, but then eventually I kind of owned up to it. And I was driving like a, a Pontiac Coupe at the time, uh-huh. and I was like, man, Coupe DeVille, Coop Benny Deville. DeVille, oh man, Benny DeVille. And like, so uh. I, I started rocking with that name, and I did a lot of a lot of big stuff with that name. I opened up for Travis Porter, I opened hmm. up for D4L, um, I I won second place in a couple different showcases, and the most surreal moment of that career was. I was in Atlanta. Nobody knew who I was. I get on stage and I'm singing my song. And by the by the end, they're singing the hook back to me. And that was honestly the most surreal moment That's of my awesome. life. Yeah, Some people
0: never heard it before, and right. they, they picked it up by the end. That's great, man. Yeah. So and it lets you know, though, that when you have that moment, you realize they're listening and you've connected with the audience, which is like I don't get a ton of that in in this medium unless somebody comments on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, but it's not like, this is not direct audience interaction, but it's gotta be cool. We were talking about this, uh, I think in the last episode and people will abuse it some or whatever. And it turns into a power thing. Like the way that you're doing it less uh, of this aspect, but like in church, when somebody's on stage and they're like, I bet I can get everybody to raise their hands. And then when they do, it turns into a me thing, but you're talking about performing on stage and it's, we're not talking about like singing worship songs in church or whatever, but, uh, so there's a little bit of a line there, but that's awesome to know, to like to get that audience interaction. Yeah, it was definitely surreal. Yeah. Like it, it felt like a like an eight mile moment. Like, right.
1: <laughs> and and I mean, like I wanted to use that kind of energy for good though, like yeah. because I always see these praise songs. Like I just um, mentioned those sisters at church coming up and and using their voice for God, and I'm like, man, I I want to do that. And like, but I didn't want to do it the wrong way. Like I didn't want to. Like step on nobody's toes by doing it, right? By coming at it the way that I come at it, and so like I had to change my whole mindset a little bit. But I noticed that I couldn't throw away every everything that I am because everything that I am and everything that I went through is what led me to this right it's here your testimony, right? Yeah, and, and and people will say it's negative, and and it's ne- it's a negative positive, is what I like to call it. Yeah, like because I mean, what makes a light shine brighter? The darkness. I mean, you yeah. got. You got to come from somewhere. Not everybody, not anybody is is perfect.
0: Yeah. So you you talk about who you used to be, I guess in in your new music, and that that's, that that makes a compelling story. I was having this conversation. Was it you, Tango? We were you talking about the the difference or the similarities between rap and country. I think it was. Might have been. But how it's a it's a, you tell a story mm-hmm. like the best rap songs ever are just somebody telling a story. And we got into it at some point where like. It was about how big my rims are and how much money I got. And they were like, Well, that's not so much fun. But like And that's kind of where it went. Like that's the direction.
1: Uh, yeah. Like everybody's just talking about what's popular and it don't really have meaning to right. it. And country and rap is kinda like on the same level. It's the same thing. Yeah. 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 And and again, like where where Matthew Corey comes in is because I for a long time after I started getting so much confidence as being Benny Deville, like I forgot who I actually was. Uh, yeah. And I got lost in the sauce, so to say. Yeah. And and like, so I was Benny DeVille. Like, and so like I was doing, I was acting out of character. I wasn't being myself. And yeah. then I was like, man, like what, what's wrong with, with the name that your mother gave you? And, oh. and yeah. So I was like, man, like, I mean, Benny DeVille is an all- awesome name. And I, I've had so many people reach out to me like, bro, don't give up your name like that. Don't yeah. give up your name that's so original. I was like, I was like, nah, man, I'm not hiding behind a name no more. Like it's nothing like, more original than your own name. Yeah, right. Like, I'm yeah. not hiding at all. Like my mom named me Matthew Corey Benefield, so I'm I'm gonna go by go Matthew Corey, you know? Well, and
0: you get into you give yourself a name, like a stage name. And if if you're not real careful, that's who you become, right? And I remember watching, this is a totally different genre of entertainment, but like Rick Flair talked about that. See, I was just about to bring up
1: the WWE comparison. I grew up watching WWE, and that's kind of – I love that. I love that you could portray yourself as somebody different than what everybody else sees you on a daily basis. Yeah. And that's great, and that's fine and dandy as long as you can control it.
0: Well, that was what he said. Like, he he became Ric Flair, right, and was throwing money all over the place. And ultimately, it cost him his family and, you know, and his house and all this stuff. And he kind of had to get back to being – you know, realizing who he was and separating himself from that person on stage and, you know, but it sounds like you're heading the right direction as far as that goes.
1: Yes, sir. Like, I mean, I, I noticed it, I kind of noticed it too late, but that's where that word mercy comes back in. Like, right. And, and I mean, I know God's always been there, even when I was doing wrong, like I, I should be in prison probably right now for but, some of the stuff that I've done, yeah. but you know, but we're not going to go into that. But, um, yeah, like God showed mercy, like there should be, um, my whole life shouldn't even exist right now, probably, but, mm-hmm. but it does be solely because of him right. and, and because I guess he feels like I have a purpose to serve, which I do have a purpose to serve. It
0: seems that way, right? Yeah,
1: and, and there's no greater purpose than glorifying him, and, and that's what I'm here for, and I'm all in for it.
0: So you got, we said you got a single, um, and you're, you're working on seven more songs? Is seven that right? more songs. When are you going to drop those?
1: Um, hopefully by fall. Um, okay. I'm aiming by fall we'll see how that goes.
0: So if you if you're listening to this uh it's June the 26th, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So if you're listening to this like currently now as it came out, if you're listening to this in 3 years, uh go back and look up Matthew Corey's music from the fall of 23. Yeah, it's going to
1: it's going to be something special. I I can guarantee that. And and also while we're talking about the subject because the the title of the album is going to be called Thriving Faith. Okay. And the reason that I chose to name my first Christian album Thriving Faith is because I have a clothing line named Thriving Faith. It's and I don't personally handle the merchandise, mm-hmm. but if y'all are out there and want to purchase some clothes for a great cause, go to merchlink.com and type in Thriving Faith. And anything that you purchase on the website, I get twenty percent of it, and that goes straight to Christian missionaries.
0: That's awesome. Send me the link after yeah, the show, and then I'll put it in the notes when we when we post the show out. All so right. how did how did you get involved in that?
1: Uh, well, back to the Benny Deville thing. Um, All right. I was trying to make. I was trying. I didn't have money to go and buy hundreds of different size shirts to go like to go out and sell. So like I, I was looking for a way like. I could get them on demand, mm-hmm. and that's basically what Merchlink does. Like, okay. they take eighty percent of the profit because they they take. I mean, they make the clothes, they send it straight to the person right. who ordered it, but they give you that twenty percent to to do what you want with it. Right. And and I don't profit none of it. I because it started out like I wanted to give back. I wanted to give more. I wanted to. Do it. I wanted to give it to people that are out here in the field actually doing the right things. Yeah. And and because I have a personal friend that. He's a missionary, and he's, he just went out to Utah, like, building a church out there, and he's who I sent my first donation to. Oh, there you go. Yeah, man. Shout out Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> I don't know Ricky, but- <laughs> Hey, man, Ricky's a great <laughs> dude, and and he'll probably see this, and yeah, so, yeah, anything that you donate, or any shirt that you buy, anything you donate, like this right here, this is on the website, Um, many more designs coming out, plus I got some Matthew Corey merch going up soon. There and- you go. Yeah, so anything that you purchase is going to a great cause.
0: Cool, man, good deal. We need more of that stuff. People have—I don't know—I've seen a million Christian clothing companies like come and go over the years, and I think that the deal was that nobody ever put the the funding behind it to like really get it going. Um, but what you're talking about is that's easy. Like you don't—there's no investment on your part, right? You just put the link out and people buy it or they don't. And it, yeah, The only
1: thing I do, I own the name and the design. Right. That's it.
0: So you, you design all the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good yep. deal. I personally deal.
1: design everything that's on there.
0: Oh, I got you. Well, speaking of personally designing, you're, we're talking about writing songs. So apart from our faith, obviously, which is the object, the, the subject of your music and then your experiences, wh- where do you draw uh, inspiration from? Hmm.
1: Inspiration. I feel like inspiration can come from many different places. A lot of times it does come from my past and makes me realize that that's a place I don't ever want to go again. Ah. But also the present. Like, I, I look down at my son every day, and, and that's all the inspiration in the world that I need. Yeah. And because, like, to me right now, he is Superman, and I and I want to be Superman. Like, I want yeah. him to see me chasing my dreams and never give up on his Yeah, because people will write you off so quick and tell you that you can't do what you want to do. Right. And like, yeah. that's just like me quitting this toxic job I've had for the last eight years, like a warehouse job that they told me I couldn't ever do anything bigger or better because right. I lacked the education. So, I mean, really without a plan, I I quit. Um, mm. I didn't even put a two weeks notice in. I just, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, I mean, it was a struggle for a while, but, I mean, my my motive and my motto was that, like, God will provide. Like, yeah. Like, it might not seem like it in that time period, but he will provide in so, one way or another. Like, my family's not going to go hungry.
0: Well, it's not. It, it, he does, and it's not what you think it's going to be necessarily, right. right? But but you got a pretty good gig now, yep. and uh, it gives you the opportunity to... To create and make music
1: yeah and that that's what i've been missing and like i had since before this it's been probably a year since i had released music mm-hmm. which which is all gone now um <laughs> you might can find <laughs> benny deville on there through Uh-oh. somebody else um and and check out my old stuff but yeah it, it's all gone and i'm starting straight from scratch in in the the biggest thing that I can take from starting from scratch is the, the seven years of previous experience that, yeah. that got me that far that I can start in the beginning with right, right here.
0: Well, whether you're talking about, you know, worldly things or godly things, when you get into a recording booth and you're sitting behind a microphone, that's the same experience. Oh right? yeah. So you, you, it's not all that stuff you did. Those seven years were not wasted. Right. You know, cause you're, you're bringing experience with you now and the message is different. But you're a veteran of seven years now, as opposed to walking in for the first time and yeah, trying to cut tracks and
1: yeah, I, I can remember that first time in the studio. It was crazy. Um, but but I definitely I feel alive when I'm in the booth and yeah, and that is my happy place. Right. All right, is all I can say. Like it, it's meditation for real. It's like counseling.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, music, like you said, does that anyway. Like it's there for you. It's like medicine. Or it's like poison, mm-hmm. you know. But to be able to create and and use this mind that God gave us for, you know, it's not a, uh, it's it's an outside of the box kind of thing, creating mm-hmm. music.
1: And you know? and I'll say this about being an artist: like a lot, a lot of people don't understand is your music may be relatable to a hundred thousand people but you're the one that's vocalizing it like there might be a million people that feel exactly what you're saying yeah. but you're the one that said it right and so so there's going to be a lot of judgment on your part and they're going to be like man did he really just say that is this mm-hmm. really how he's feeling even though that might be how they're feeling right but but yeah you're the one that vocalizes how you feel so artists put a lot on the line when 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 they write what they well, write
0: that's the importance too of telling stories in your music because like you can just say things you know we talked about the way that rap and and really country both went when we were talking about how how big our truck was or how much money we have like i don't have a big truck and a lot of i can't <laughs> right. relate to that you yeah. know but when you get on the mic and you're talking about struggling and and really dealing with hard times and wrestling with things and god showing you mercy and grace like i can i can relate to that right
1: like 90 percent of the world can relate to that more than the mainstream stuff right and- and I, I'm not sure. I, don't, I guess because it sounds good, and that and that's like, <laughs> I guess that's where everybody wants to be at in their yeah. head. They want to be materialistic, rich, instead of godly rich, right? And those are two totally different things. Like because I mean I don't have a hundred thousand dollars. Like I don't even really got ten thousand dollars on my name right yeah. now. But to me, I'm rich. I mean I got a healthy family. Um, I got a newfound. Love for God yeah. and and a newfound talent to glorify God. Like, really, I wake up every day like feeling super blessed now, and I'm super
0: rich. Super rich. That's that's super a great way rich. to say it. Yeah, and I'm filthy rich. <laughs> there you go. Oh, uh, now that's awesome, man. That's good stuff. You, uh, you're, you're. In, we're still we're in the process of recording music. Where are you recording? We kind of started talking about this off air.
1: Yeah. I, um. Right now, I'm currently. Recording down at and the Decatur area, mm-hmm. like anywhere between there.
0: Now, you have you got a deal, or are you just renting studio time? Renting
1: studio time, I've, I've never actually had a deal. I thought it would be easier if I had a deal, but I think independent is probably the best way to go. Yeah, nowadays. maybe I don't
0: know. I had a guy on a while back, um, Jay AJ Carmon, uh, and he talked about this and how the, the deal wasn't necessarily the way to go because they front you money up front, and right? And they own your music. And they own you. And then if you don't make that amount of money back for them, then you got to pay them or mm-hmm. they you know, you're never going to record again. And so indie and, it, and it's easy these days to be independent. Like this is this I mean, is the age to do it. Yeah, right? And that's what we're doing right here. Like I this show doesn't belong to anybody and I don't have an agent and it doesn't, you know, we're we're in a church building right now recording this podcast with some microphones that Tango has accumulated over the years, and, you know, but you could do, you could put down, I mean, we could set up a a drum kit and guitars in here, or whatever, you know, whatever your thing is, and just do it, and put it out now, and it's so much easier to get your stuff out. Yeah, there's so many platforms, and, like,
1: I mean... It's good and bad. Like I found myself getting addicted to TikTok.
0: Oh man! Yeah, like so I, I deleted it for a
1: while. But like my wife, man, she's she's super addicted to, to TikTok. And I and like so I I kind of deleted everything for a while just to take a social media break because because yeah. that stuff does manipulate people. But me being an artist, I kind of need that kind of platform. Um, yeah, it's I, I just released a um, a little video on TikTok that just got over twenty two thousand streams on it. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, a little snippet of my new What's song. What's your TikTok? Uh, Matthew Corey, well, of course. It might be right? Matthew Corey seventeen. I don't know. Let's look it up. We got yeah, fun.
0: Let, <laughs> yeah, let's look it up, man.
1: I, I'll give y'all my my TikTok. Yeah,
0: shout out all the socials, man. Where can they find your music and download? I don't. Know, are we downloading? Okay, we yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's Matthew underscore Corey. That's the TikTok. Yeah, that's TikTok.
0: You got Instagram, yeah, or Facebook. I, got, I got
1: Instagram, Facebook. You can just find me at Matthew Benefield or follow my fan page. It's Matthew Corey underscore Music. Um, my Instagram handle is just Matthew Corey Music. There you go. Yeah, Easy keep, keeping it simple.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's awesome, man. It's and it, you know you can you can go I don't know watching you see numbers and things that you do on Instagram and and Facebook give you feedback you know and it's it's cool to see. Where like I i I was looking at mine not long ago and like somebody in China has listened to this show. You know what I mean? Like
1: that is the best part about it. Like even before me being Matthew Corey, like when I was still going by Benny DeVille, like most of my streamers was coming from like South Korea, Vietnam, Japan, yeah. like like third world countries and stuff, and they was they was really loving it. I was yeah. like I was like, Man, can they even understand what well, I'm saying? Well, that's when you think
0: about the priorities that somebody has, right? And they live in some of these places that aren't america and they don't have the things that we have but they take what they have they've gotten a phone or whatever and they listen to your stuff yeah it's amazing. right it's it's hum to me at least it's humbling I'm like, yeah man, it's, and it's it, really and you cool. won't even
1: get that kind of love from your own the people that know you man right <laughs> <laughs> like i've done out of seven years i've done one show in rome and it was my first show i ever did and mm-hmm. other than that like i had a bunch of I had a bunch of negative stuff going on in Rome. Like nobody really But but that's you the know, people that know you and grew up with you. Right. That's gonna be your biggest haters. Yeah. Like well, I went to Chattanooga, Atlanta. Like I said with the Atlanta thing, people were singing my stuff back to me and they right. don't even know me. Like so I feel like once you get outside of your where you're from you're gonna find a lot more love.
0: We're not in a real big town here, anyway. So no. as far as getting exposure and things, and yeah, it's, and it's
1: hard to find places to perform here.
0: Right? Yeah, there's not a ton of, of venues for for that kind of thing around here, which is a shame. Because I mean, it seems like you know you're the third in my last ten episodes. You're the third rapper that I've had on, and it's not like That's I'm awesome. Really. I know, right? I, I'm not like seeking out percentage. rappers, but it is <laughs> out of three out of ten. Is that right? Since uh, yeah, this this is three out of ten. Cause I think AJ was. 105. He AJ was one of the last ones I had before I started doing video. Right. Yeah. Because I think this is just Vince and Matt. Vince. Yeah. Since we did video. And then. Since we kicked over to me. Yeah. <laughs> even, even still. So maybe the last 12 episodes. Yeah. It's but, still uh, awesome. but still. Yeah. It's cool. But you guys, I got to all get together and start a label or something yeah. around here. and Yeah. That'd be cool. I didn't realize there were that many. I didn't either (laughs) until I had a podcast and people started going, hey, man, let me do that show. Okay, come on. I need a guest so it works out. Yeah, trying to get some exposure for both of us. Yeah. Well, I saw that you had posted about your single, and I guess it was kind of late. I don't know, like not like super late, but like late for somebody with little kids in their house. And I was like, I'm going to message him tomorrow and see if he wants to come on the podcast. And you messaged me like two minutes later. (laughs) I was like, well, okay. I guess he's supposed to be on the show. Yeah, so, I seen uh, you and I was like, man, he's got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get carried away now, the size of this audience. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe some a couple dozen people are gonna no, it's it's a little more than that. But uh I'm not Joe Rogan. But uh Hey
1: man, everything's a process. It is, it is.
0: But now that's what I've kind of come to understand about this is that it's it's about consistency and staying with it and doing it. Recording the same day every week and releasing the same day every week, and then you know, as far as music goes, there's so much out there now that you got to produce something regularly, or people forget about you. Yeah, it might be know? hot one minute and then it's gone. Yeah, yeah. So how do you what what do you do? How do you stay like? I mean, how do you produce music and and regularly and stay regular like that?
1: Well, honestly, it it just comes natural to me. Honestly, like I, um, I I'll play a beat and. I mean, I, there might be a hundred beats I go through before I feel like writing to something. And really what I like to do is really freestyle, mm-hmm. like to, not not the whole song, but just right. to get a vibe, like to really see where I'm at with it. And, but to be honest, like the last six months, I would, I might ride around and, and have the radio turned off. Like I was, I was going through a lot and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until a couple months ago where I really, once I got back in the right state of mind and like. Like, cause I've been suffering from anxiety and depression right? and, and I was on medication and everything. Like right now I'm weaning myself off the medication because I don't like how it makes me feel. Right, And, and plus, I mean, I'm a big supporter of mental health now. Um, oh, I, for sure. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, that's something that you don't, you don't really know about till you're going through it. Like people overlook it yeah and and like there's like man it's just a mind thing mind over matter i'm like no dude it is it is not well, when you have
0: a chemical imbalance in your yeah. brain that's
1: a whole different thing yeah and and so like i was i was really going through it and i was like man i don't even want to make music no more like so like i like music really like i like i wouldn't listen to nobody i just yeah. was riding around without the radio on uh, i can't and, even imagine <laughs> yeah and then like so like a couple months ago i was just like man because everything's been so great in my life. Like mm-hmm. God's been blessing me. I'm like, man, but something's missing. Something's missing. What's missing? Music's Music missing. Music is missing. So, yeah. And and the first this is this is gonna sound crazy though. That the first beat I clicked on within those last months was the beat to my new single. And <laughs> and I I wrote that single in thirty minutes.
0: Wow <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and just ever since then, man, like every everything's just been coming to me. Those seven songs came super fast. Yeah. i guess, it might be because I was just so built up and ain't made no music in a lo- in like a year. Maybe, maybe. But but I mean, even before then, I was I was pretty quick on my feet. I, I I never run out of inspiration. Um, I just love music, and I I love for people to hear my music. When I made my very first song, like I remember when I was still in high school, I wasn't even making songs back then, but I would be going to these parties and freestyling and stuff. And, and people like after a while, was like, man, you're, you're really good. Like, (laughs) like, why don't you just try to write a song and make a song? I was like, nah, man, nah, that ain't me. And then one day I actually did start writing a song and I made the song and I had released it to YouTube and I had got a lot of backlash for it, but I also got a lot of love, like not a lot of love, but a little bit of love for it. And, and one day my like it was terrible quality but my like because i produced it in my basement by myself and but my buddy man he he hit me up and he was like man i just want to let you know that song that you put out like what you said and that song like helped me through the day and like that meant the world to me yeah. like that's why i continued to make music that's what it was all about right and so every everybody else well not everybody else but a lot of people was like man what are you doing like why are you doing this like why are you putting yourself out there like this this is garbage." My best friend at the time, he was like, man, like, he was like, man, can I make music with you? And I was like, I was like man, I don't know if you want to do that, man. <laughs> like, like, everybody is hating on me. He's like, well, if they're hating on you, they're going to have to hate me too. There you go. And, and that that formed a brotherly bond that could never be broken. And and that's what made the music a lot stronger. And But then over time, like, that love that I got from people just telling me that my song made their day or changed their changed their day, like, I it started going from like I got I was getting more noticed. I yeah. People was hitting me up that I would never that had, would never talk to me before at right. all. And like so, yeah, that's when Benny Deville kind of started overtaking my life. Yeah. And
0: what's well, easy, right? And, and you get a little praise. Somebody's like, "Hey, man, you're pretty good at that. You're you're talented. You're smart. You're funny, or whatever it is." And you start thinking, "Yeah, yeah, I am. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah." Because I mean,
1: like, like. I don't know. Growing up, I liked attention. Like I, I played sports. I, I was a three-sport athlete until mm-hmm. I tore my ACL, and then I kind of needed another outlet. And I guess that's kind of where music came in. And and like I don't know. I had went years without somebody saying like "good job" or or something or giving me any kind of credit. Which I yeah. I'm not. I mean, I don't need the credit, you know. But yeah, like, but it's, but it's nice. nice to get a pat it on the nice. back. It is. <laughs> and like so, when that when that happened, I was like, man, this this really could be it. And like so, like. That ever since I was a kid, like man, if I'm into something, I'm I'm all into it. Yeah, and and so that's how I was. I was like, man, I'm going all in with this.
0: You have to. That's what AJ talked about when he was here, and he's he's younger. AJ's 17, I think, but he's he doesn't have a plan B. Like he's in on music, but if you're gonna make it, like you have to be. When you look at right. people you can't like have a plan B. No, you look at somebody like we talked about Ric Flair earlier, like. Pro wrestling is what it is, but he's the greatest to ever do it. Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time. It's because that was, there was no plan B. Right. It was that or nothing. Yeah. But it sounds like, you know, that's where you're heading. You got to pay bills in the meantime, obviously. So you got a job. But yeah, I I, I had the same mentality
1: when I was younger, but it didn't take off like that. So eventually I had to get a real job, but it never stopped me. I got a real job. And that's why I got so content with working in that warehouse because I, I was, I knew that wasn't going to be my last stop. Right, like, this is just the paycheck that's going to get me into the studio, that's going to make these songs, that's going to get me in front of the right person. Yeah, and that was my mentality. And then, then I had a child, and and then that kind of slowly started dimming a little bit. Yeah, because things got more expensive. inflation yeah. hit. Um, so so yeah, that dream kind of dimmed out a little bit along the process of everything else I was going through at the time. Right. So, but yeah, like that dream is back. In full effect, because it's for the right reason now. And and I I love it. I I cannot believe where I'm at right now.
0: People don't live their dreams. We talked about this on here before. People, People don't do that. They have a dream, and it's great, and something happens, and they're like, well, that's that. You know, that's the end of their dream, right? What they thought about when they were a little boy, a little girl. This is what I've always wanted to do. And then something happens, and they're like, nah. And then they never go back to it. So, you know, if nothing else, hopefully somebody gets, you know, stay with your dream. Yeah, got to. And right. it's not even about being rich and famous, you know. No, it's like about we, doing what you love. Yeah. And
1: like, because I, I couldn't tell you, I might could tell you one person that I know that really enjoys their job and loves their job and and can wake up every morning with a smile on their face to go do their job. It's just a handful of people, man. Yeah, not many at all. Yeah. Like, And I got to the point where like, I hated my job. Like, I, I couldn't even be there even for eight hours like like I got to do something different yeah. and that's why I spontaneously just quit like out of out of nowhere and I really like I said I didn't have a plan but God was gonna provide one way or another God. and now I got me a new job now this is in front of me and hopefully that can pay the bills one day
0: there you go so speaking of what do you, what's what's next what's the next plan I mean we're hoping that this these songs drop and get a gajillion downloads and then your career takes off. But realistically, what do you see happening next?
1: Well, as of right now, if you need life insurance,
0: Ah. (laughs) I'm your guy, you know, I can get you
1: a good quote, but, um, no, um, my next step is to push this music super hard, um, Mm. and never give up on it and just keep grinding, man. Um, keep promoting every day, keep resharing it, keep, putting it on different platforms, put it in front of different people in new ways every day until the right person hears it or, or it just blows up. Yeah. And yeah, once the more songs I get, the more, the more credibility, I guess I'll have. um, Cause I'm, cause I'm still new as, as far as an artist, like, with this new genre and completely, di- like completely new to a bunch of people. Yeah. So, so like I'm building my credibility and I'm building my playlist. So like the, the more songs I get is the more I'll have to offer people. Yeah. Like if they was to book me right now, all like, I could do is hop on stage and do one little song for you. Right. But maybe in six months from now I can, I can do 45 minutes for you. And yeah, I mean, even, I mean the money to pay the bills, like if I could make what I make in a week, like $500 a week, you know, like a thousand dollars, Every two weeks, two thousand dollars a month, like just to get by, do but doing what I love,
0: yeah, that
1: would that would be incredible, right? And and I know with like Christian music, like they do it a little different. Like you're not gonna be in clubs at midnight on on Friday, like with a bunch of drunk audience around right. you and stuff like that. No shade, but um. Yeah, like a, a lot of music, uh, Christian music stuff, like festivals during the day. Yeah, and 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 that that fits really well with me being a parent. And oh yeah, and so
0: I can bring my kid with me. You to can't do this be stuff. in a smoky room at one o'clock in the morning somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I can't bring my son. Me, and my wife would would beat the crap out. Oh, of Oh man,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, we you talk about what Christian music is, um, and how it's different than other music as far as how you where you perform things like that. Do you you draw any inspiration from some of these pioneers in Christian music guys like uh, like KJ or Toby Mac or any of the names um, that we actually, think of? Actually,
1: Toby Mac, man, Toby Mac is a is been a I ain't been listening to him long, probably six months. Like yeah. like I said, like six months right now is a, is a huge issue for me. And like so, I've been listening to Toby Mac like like really a lot. Like that's all I listen to is a lot of Toby Mac, Lecrae. Um, yeah, there's this guy named One K Pugh from or One mm-hmm. K Pew from Atlanta. He's he's pretty good. Um, he actually does these little skits also, like, like the Bible, but like in like Atlanta terms. Okay. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It is. I've checked that out. Yeah. Check that out on YouTube. (laughs) Like he tells like the story of David and Goliath and everything, but like in Atlanta terms and all right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's definitely different. I mean, especially like for today's generation. Um, and like, but you don't, my thing is you don't want to go too far away from the truth to where it becomes an exaggeration. Right. And like that's where like like I found myself conflicted with the music because even though I'm promoting the right thing, I don't want to it be exaggerated to something that it's not. Well
0: you can't. I mean if we're we're basing what we do on scripture ultimately right. You can't add to that. Right. You can't take anything away from nope. it. So you, you put your testimony in there with these biblical principles. Right. And that's where your music comes from. But stay so keep doing that. Yeah, I mean, that seems like the right way to. I've never written a song before, but that's got to be the right way to. That's how. Yeah. I mean, that's how I write a sermon.
1: Yeah, and and that's definitely that's that's where that's where I'm going with this album. Like a lot of these songs that I'm making on the album, like like I, I kind of even make it easier for you to listen to it, like and tell the difference between my testimony and actual scripture. Like there might be one verse where I'm just throwing all this scripture at you, and then do a chorus, and then come back, and then throw my whole testimony that yeah. matches that scripture right like it, it's kind of crazy how i've lined it up like it's different it's kind of different than what i used to make but not totally different because like i would have a bunch of derogative stuff like in the beginning but towards and like they might be negative songs right like like depression and stuff like that stuff that i touched base on even at, like going by benny deville but at the other end of the song like it was still positive like man no matter if you're going through this like there's still a better outcome in yeah. it. And and like so that's why I didn't always think my music was that bad. Like, yeah, I cursed in it, and yeah, I, I referenced things that I shouldn't have referenced. Right. But um like it always did have positive messages for the most part. There was a couple of songs that was just silly. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's who we used to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for people that have never heard your music before, is there somebody that you compare your style to? Oh, that's a totally unfair question. I, know. I, I actually was gonna ask that. I was like, "Oh, is this like NF flavor? Is this Minio, Lecrae? Like, can we 'cause like I feel like NF does carry that that some of that brokenness with him where he can get into that NF, those darker yeah. places and then bring it to hope. I, I love a, NF
1: you know, style. Um and like I would say like like NF probably is like a good comparison for me, but but as me I I don't know like like cause like NF like cause like honestly like Caucasian rappers like you kind of get like
0: it's a different flavor it's a different style yeah, it's a different lyrical like, set you
1: always get that Eminem comparison or mm. like like you know what I'm saying yeah. and 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 like it's kind of really unfair because nowadays there are multiple people to choose from but like but a lot of my flow and like the stuff where I I. I get like my rhythm, my flow, my mentality on how I write a song. Like it comes from like I would say like Tupac. Like Tupac was a big okay. a big okay. inspiration for me. Yeah. And and also as like, when I was growing up, I was really into like alternative like like music, like mm-hmm. rock and stuff, like Green Day and like like stuff like really like so like I'm not w- that
0: old, man. You're like going way back.
1: Yeah, dude. Like and like Linkin Park and stuff yeah. like that. Like and like like honestly, before I started rapping, like when I was in middle school, dude, I used to like. Put my little iPod, like the iPod, not no iPhone, an yeah, iPod. The iPod yeah. yeah, and I would, I would do these covers to like American Hi-Fi. Like mm-hmm. I can't sing worth the crap, but I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm really trying to expand my range. Yeah, and but like I would, I would do that because that's the type of music I was into, and like right. even now writing raps, like even all the raps that I wrote, and like it kind of mirrors that kind of stuff. Like it's so like. He gets a bad rap, but like i would I would say a lot of my stuff would be kind of compared to machine Gun Kelly mm. um because he he he's kind of rock, he's kind of rap um, yeah he,
0: he's got that flavor of everything like yeah. he's kind of done it all, and he's got the pop side he's got the punk side are, y'all are losing me I, I MGK, I'm MGK's MGK's done it. it all though like yeah it, 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 I've never heard any of his music I've heard everybody that oh I'm certain you to maybe I have, and just not on who it was. And, I don't know. And, but like like the
1: last couple months though, like if I was gonna go based off a of strictly like Christian um artist, Toby Mack is a is a humongous influence. I, I love his story. Like not just his music, but his his whole story. Yeah. Like it's it's deep and Toby's been around forever too. Dude, man. Like I was just looking him up like he's like almost sixty, dude. Yeah. Like still out here pushing. Hey it. well
0: he and he's still making music that and I i, I try to be careful with the term relevant. Right, because I'm a pastor, and I just want to preach the gospel, and relevant is not you know on my radar, but for a musician, for an artist, it kind of is it goes that
1: long, and
0: he's been at it forever, and he's been relevant this whole time, mm-hmm. like people
1: that's not even into Christian music know who Toby Mac yeah. is and and like, yeah, like toby mack is is that guy
0: man, if you ever get have you ever seen Toby? No,
1: I wanted. I was gonna go Holy to his last smokes. concert, but he, I know he's going on tour. Um, and he's coming back to Atlanta with um, is it Mercy Me? I think, and um, uh, yeah, and, and Zach Williams, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like that would be an awesome concert to go Toby, to. Toby,
0: his shows are fantastic. I bet I watched him live on YouTube. Like, yeah, so I could definitely. Yeah, see yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, I've seen him a couple times. Yeah, but... Toby,
1: man, like that. That would definitely be an awesome concert to go to.
0: No, he puts on and he got he's got like there's like 20 people on stage with him doing all kinds of stuff, musicians, yeah, and, live instruments, yeah. Everything. No, it's it's wild. It's a great show. Yeah, and I
1: I like how he writes his songs. I like how he don't let rap limit him. Um, yeah, and 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 like that's how I feel. Like I don't want to be limited to just rap, even though I I feel like I can't sing. Like, but I feel like I am an artist because a lot of times, like when I come out with these songs, people ask me, "Did you write that?" did you write that? Like who else wrote it? Like, you think I I got money to pay somebody to write this? Um, but no, like, so I, I do feel like I am an artist and I want to take that to the next level. And mm-hmm. like Toby, man, like he's a great, a great example of that.
0: You, you made a great point. You said you, he doesn't let rap limit him. Yeah. You know, he, he has songs where he raps and he has songs where he sings and he has songs where he does both. And it's fantastic. And it's like, he's like created his own genre of music right. almost. And, so, but I mean, maybe, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's you one day. I hope you so. You know, and you gone so. on to do something nobody else has done before. And yeah, man, following Toby's footsteps, man. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I don't know, I, we've kind of gone down this path and I, I want to be careful with that too. Cause I always encourage people to not try to be the next, Oh yeah, you for know, sure. whatever, here, be you, the first you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but I think you're, I think you know what I'm, what I'm getting at there. And I, I hope the listener does also, but <laughs> do you feel like I made sense on that thing? guys. Like, Cool. Yeah, Absolutely. that's great. That's all that really matters. As long got yeah, you gotta keep it original. It. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nothing
1: better than the original.
0: Right. But, uh, yeah. So, you keeping it real, keeping it original, and you do you do write all your own yeah. songs. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I know it's a big thing in, it always has been, in like rock music and country music for other people to write songs that somebody else performs. Um Is that a thing in rap? Like, do rappers do that? I think they do. Like, once they... I know some of them do. I know some of them still write their own
1: songs, but I know once, like, you hit that mainstream level, like, and you get money. Yeah. And, like, I mean, they got... I think, like, one of Drake's albums, or it might have been Future, like, they had, like, a hundred and something writers. Oh, Oh, all the ghost writers are, like, insane with those guys. Yeah, so they, they take your style and basically how you go, and then they... They just pick that up they and go from there. Taylor a song to you, yeah, wow, yeah, I
0: had no idea. Yeah, it's crazy. I would think that I don't know the rap that I enjoyed almost has to be written by the the oh the yeah rapper.
1: yeah yeah Tupac Biggie N W A all yeah. of them Lil, even Lil Wayne man ain't nobody else writing their, their no music. Like, and that's, that's, that's all them. life
0: experience that yeah. nobody else could write for them but it's I don't know when you when you're Putting a different message out. I guess it doesn't matter as much if somebody else writes it. That said, Matthew Corey writes all his songs. Try to be clear on that. Yeah, um, I'm also <laughs> testing the
1: water, like because I know, like with Christian music, like like see, we got these old school hymns, you know. So, oh. so I'm trying to. Um, i have only done it with one song so far, but I'm trying to test the waters with it and like try to like I like I'm not trying to recreate it at all, but maybe like put my own twist on it a yeah. little bit. And and even, like, some of the prayers that we know, like bedtime prayers, maybe Lord's prayers and stuff like that, and kind of take that under my own wing and kind of expand it a little bit.
0: I don't know that anybody has done that in, like, the rap genre. I know there was a group that was associated with, was it North Point Church in Atlanta, Uh, Louis Giglio's church way back. Their house band did an album called Hymns Old and Modern. Where they recreated hymns, um, with it was they were a band. They had guitars and drums and the whole nine yards. They played all the hymns from what was I think like the 1911 hymnal that you find in so many churches. Jeez that Louise. when it was written, yeah, it was called Hymns Old and Modern, and it was wild, right? Like nobody, like I can't believe you wrote these songs and you're singing them in church. So in 1911, when they introduced all these songs, it was crazy and nobody could imagine. And then a hundred years later, I know this would have been. You know, 2005, 4, or 5, that they were doing this again. So a 100-year cycle, like, music had come back around again. But that's kind of the thing that that you're talking about, like, yeah. recreating these hymns. And, and,
1: like, artists like that that can play their own instruments and, and sing, like, I feel like that is a really easy outlet to do a cover. Mm-hmm. Because, like, going to church, like, um, with people, I, I know people that do that. Like, they'll sing the hymns, but, like, with their own twist on it. Right. And I th- always thought that was so cool. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, man, how can I do this but wrap it? And, and like, so I tried and tried We're going yeah, to yeah, find out, I guess. we're going to find out. Yeah, y'all definitely got to get back to me on that oh, and give me man. all the feedback.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. What, uh, where are we at on time? you're mm, Right at the 48 minute mark. Okay. I was going to ask you, like you weren't keeping up when I asked. You were like, oh, yeah, I was supposed watching. I was off. like, I'm watching, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm keeping notes too. Taking notes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what we can charge for on Patreon. <laughs> like, you can get access to, to Tango's notes after the episode. Absolutely. Just have Damn, a live awesome. cam over here so, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, where, where do you get your... You
1: talk about finding beats. Where do you get your beats? Um, for a while, I would just, like, use YouTube. But for a long time, I tried to, like, reach out locally. Mm-hmm. That didn't always work out so well. Um, but there's actually an app now called BeatStars, which is, like, every producer that makes that produces beats, like... I guess, I guess it's global. Yeah, yeah. Because I bought some beats from people that overseas, but like, and they like rappers. You know, you're gonna put your music on Spotify, Pandora, right. whatever. Um, they they put their beats on here, and then they have a price for them. And you just, I mean, you can download them for free, but that comes with limitations on what you can do with them. Or right. you can lease them, and that still comes with limitations. How do you lease a beat? It's actually the easiest way to do it. Is it really? Yeah, um, <laughs> because. Because when I first started out, I thought you had to exclusively have these beats. Mm -hmm. And so I was spending like, I remember for two songs, I paid 500. I mean, two beats, I paid $500. But exclusive means that nobody else in this world can have that beat. But Uh, okay. So it costs a little more. Yeah. So like you can do whatever you want to with it. You can make as much money as you want to with it if it was to blow up. But like, so like when you lease a beat and you can release it like if or go back and buy the exclusives later on okay. like but when you lease a beat like it still gives you a really a really big um limit on what you can do with it right um, but yeah that's that's definitely the cheapest but you
0: so when you lease one you're not the only one that gets no, to use no, it no could be
1: there could be 100 200 other people oh, that got that okay. same beat Nobody's but, got your lyrics though. No, yeah, no, and and they're like almost every time that I record something over a beat, I will send it back to the producer just to see what they like about it. Yeah. And, and and a lot of them like tell me that that that's the the best they've heard off of it. Okay. And, and I'm not tooting my own horn, uh, you right. know, but, <laughs> but I, I, I just like to get everybody's feedback because cause like I said, I mean like off of the fan base that I do have, like, it's a, like especially starting over, like it's a very small local mm-hmm. fan base and it's people that know me like, so they're not, they might not always be 100%, like, because right. they don't want to tell me the wrong thing. Yeah and, yeah, yeah, and so, like, I like getting people I don't know at all, like, to, hey, man, what do you think about it? And, like, really, because that, that's how you'll really know, because these people don't know you. They don't care if they hurt your feelings Right, yeah, it didn't matter at But, all. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't care if they hurt my feelings anyway, because there's a reason I wrote what I wrote and I said what I said. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, feedback is, is really big. And a lot of times you don't get the feedback. Right. And that and that good or bad is better than none.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a yeah, bad even, you know, bad publicity is still publicity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feedback's always great one way or the other. Well I mean, if it's even if it's bad, you take it and you go, Well, I won't do that again. Right. I'll try a different direction. Learn from yeah, it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got you got one in the can, you got seven more coming. What's yep. the album called? Uh my album
1: is actually I thought it was only right to name it. The name of my clothing line, um, Thriving Faith. Okay. So yeah, my album's gonna be called Thriving Faith. It's got seven songs on it to represent Jesus, the number seven. Yeah. Um, because that that's right, right outside of the EP range, um, mm-hmm. to where you can call it an album. Okay. And, and yeah, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to waste too much time between this single and the album coming out. So right. I wanted it to be. Short but not too short, but like and I didn't wanna I didn't wanna water it down at all. I wanted every seven songs to hit you hard and Yeah. And and that that's what I'm going for.
0: Well we can do that. Like we talked about being consistent, but like if you do put out a new song every week, like that's that might be too much. Right. Right. If you put out six or seven here and there and they hit real hard, then Buys you some time, yeah. Well, it does. It does. It gives you frees you up a little bit creativity, creativity wise, and like there's such a thing as writer's block. Oh, you know, yeah. even for for musicians, for yeah. artists, I've had know.
1: I've had writer's block, and it'll, it takes a lot to get over that. Yeah, too. and I know, like even before. Like, I don't know, I was just always eager. Like whenever I left the studio, I was always eager to like let people know what I just did. Yeah. Like like sometimes I would drop it right then, like no promotion at all. (laughs) Like like here, go listen to this, this is amazing. And and that but I realized that promotion, even 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 though you want people to hear like what you just did, like you need to promote it because if you don't promote it, then you're not going to get the views, which that's what you're ultimately doing it for. I mean, especially like, I mean, that's what you're doing as an artist and a musician anyway, but in this field specifically, like I'm trying to reach people that, that can't normally get, get reached by going to church. Right. And, and my, I sent that song to my pastor and one of the deacons at my church and they both um, messaged me back and was like, like, man, I think that you can really, get to some people that we can't reach that are like, won't even come to church type yeah. deal. And, and that kind of, that kind of was like, that kind of like sealed it for well, me. Well,
0: that's what AJ said. One of the other guys that I had on, he was like, people will listen to my songs. that won't listen to a sermon, but then they'll listen to the song. And then maybe that opens up the door and they do want to listen to the sermon. So it's a, it's a different way just to, to expose people to the faith and, you yeah. know, you know, reach out to people that wouldn't have walked into the doors of a church, but they might now, Cause this guy that makes this kind of music that I like believes this same stuff. Maybe it's not so bad and I can go in there, you know, and
1: yeah, it definitely opens the door for him because I know a lot of people around me that's got like, I mean, they got their personal relationship with God and and like a lot of people, like they don't like to be pressed with the issue. Right. And, and I mean, nobody likes to be pressed with anything. I mean, me selling life insurance. I know that Like, like even, even sometimes like, or I used to. I haven't lately, but I would go door knocking like after work and like hand out pamphlets and flyers for mm-hmm. my church and stuff. I would get doors slammed in my face all the time. All like, the time, yeah. yeah. And nobody nobody likes to be pressed into that stuff. But at the same time, like you know the urgency of it, and right. like especially the days that we live in right now. I mean, it's easy to see, like. I mean, w- we don't know that when it's going to be the end, but it's getting close. You know, like hey, well, it's closer
0: now than it's ever yeah, been.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> right. And like so, like yeah. like you. The people that you love, like, you really want want them with you at the yeah. next level, you yeah. know? And, and one thing that really sealed it for me a long time ago, like, when I got saved, like, that really kind of, like, sealed my faith for sure. Like, because I really wasn't even doing it for myself at the time, like, because of this that I heard. Like, I heard that if you went to hell that you would remember everything and everybody but if you go to heaven you will not remember anything negative or anything that's not in heaven with you yeah and and that that hit me on another level like i was like man like and like because like you know my son was an infant at the time like so like infants are gonna go to heaven and i'm like man my son won't even know who i was or like my grandma and my granddad like man like i let them down and they ain't even gonna know and I'm going to be sitting down there, and I'm going to remember all of it. Yeah. And, like, so so that kind of hit me on another level. Like, man, if I'm not doing this for me, I got to do this for them. And But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's still kind of a, a bad way to look at it because you got to have your own relationship with God. Sure, right. But, but that that was just enough to kind of get my foot in the door. To, well, it's
0: not wrong to think of it that way. Right. You know, and, and to want to be... Like it's eternity, right? You can't. Once we're there, you can't change it. Yeah. You know, so you got to yeah, get it right no on this back, side. Man. Yeah,
1: and and like you got to let people know, like this is your one chance. Like, and I and and I'll say this from from experience, like man, God saved me so many times. Like, there's if you don't believe in second chances, man, I believe in fifty. Oh man, fifty second chances. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. I, I know God gave me a hundred thousand second chances. Right. Yeah. Like, and and in my experience, like. Like I talk about this in one of my songs. Like he, he gives us an option to do good or do wrong. But he knew we would choose to do wrong, and so he gave us forgiveness. There you go. And and so like man, like in my experience, like there might be situations where I chose the wrong path multiple times, but I kept maybe not in the same form, but Mm. definitely the same situation would come back to you later on. Like, are you gonna do the same thing again? Yeah. And and you just he just keeps coming at you with it until you choose that right
0: option. Yeah. No, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. He's good. He's good all the time. All and he blesses all. us and allows us to chase our dreams, right? Right. That's awesome, man. I think we're going to jump off right there. You feel good about it? I feel great. Tango feels great. All I right. appreciate it, man. It's been good having you yeah, on. no problem. We'll do it again sometime. Oh, yeah, for sure. God bless you guys. We love you. See you next time. Thank you for watching Burnham Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.
1: Yeah, it's Matthew Corey. It's Matthew Corey. I'm giving all the glory to God. Let's go. Hey, they ask me where I've been. I've been getting right. They ask me where I've been fighting for my life. I tell them things have changed. They say. Same. say i ain't the same yeah i ain't the same i've been talking to the lord about all my problems everything i'm going through and how far i have fallen. he told me sit tight yeah i hear him talking i waited on these blessings and now i'm falling i've been sober six months and it's been straight i've been fighting demons they've been testing up my faith